Welcome to Hashtag Love Yourself. I'm your host, Jesse Jobson, and I'm going to guide you on your personal journey towards self-love. Hi, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to Hashtag Love Yourself. On today's episode, we are going to talk about healing the feminine energy. And I know I haven't had a podcast come out in a few weeks. Um, I have been busy with the holidays. I had just had a big move and then I got COVID for the second time. So my throat was a little under the weather. I couldn't really talk well, um, but now that's all cleared up. So I'm so excited to jump back in and present you guys with the healing, the feminine energy. It is such a powerful, um, topic and it's so healing. And on top of that, I like feel like there's so much importance in this information. Um, just from like learning about it, I just, I have so many theories now that since I've like learned about masculine and feminine energy and what they do and, um, how our world is in a state of shifting and trying to heal. I really believe that, um, that this feminine energy Um, for feminines particularly will be so important for the change in our world that is occurring and us getting healthy and us loving ourselves. I think that this information is super important, especially for women. Um, So um, let's dive into what feminine energy is. Um, So first off, just like we talked about in, if you missed the podcast that just went over the basics of feminine and masculine energy, essentially When we're born, every single person, no matter if you're a boy, a girl, or both, you come down to earth and you're given both masculine and feminine energy, okay? And the feminine energy is more of those things or more of those energies that we kind of consider to be feminine, right? Um, So... So it's like the nurturing side, right, of us, the intuitive side, the healing side, the um, feminine energy governs like uh, creativity and creation. So think about, you know, men and women. So if you're a a woman, typically you come down, not always, but typically you'll come down with dominant feminine energy, right, as a female. Not always, though. Um, And women are born and built to create life. So that is something you can just think. So those are like the natural feminine traits, right? Things that are like naturally innate to women. Um, like, and just like we said, like the nurturing side of us, that is like, um, to nurture children. Um, that is like a, if you look at little girls and little boys, not to say that boys can't be nurturing. Cause like we like talked about, there's both energies in every single person, but, and you need both of them, and they're equally important, but you'll see little girls tending to be stronger in that type of energy, right? Um, they want to play house and play with dolls, right? Where boys are more like, oh, I want to play with cars and, you know, like I want uh, to go fast and like, you know, I just want to be driven and all these things that those are more masculine energy type qualities. And that just happens naturally. And that doesn't mean to say that you couldn't have a little girl that comes down to earth and her purpose and her goal and her intention is to have more of the masculine be her dominant and for that to be really healthy for her. So it really isn't dictated on our sex and gender. Um, it just is honestly, to tell you the truth, um, whatever our soul picks for our journey. So, um, but majority of the planet, when they arrive in a body, a physical body, they have chosen that physical vessel for a reason that usually aligns with, you know, either being a woman and having the feminine, you know, traits of energy being dominant or being male and having the masculine being dominant. So it just depends on what it is for you. Like I said, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just to what your soul wants for you. So, um, now let's talk about how feminine energy in a sense is, wounded, right? Um, So it's no secret that our societies and our cultures and the world live in a wounded state, right? And predominantly, we live in a wounded masculine society and cultures. Um, That is just the, um, the average of the mainstream of what we live in. But I also think that throughout that wounded masculine, um, it naturally, because it's like a 
dominate, like, or a dominant, excuse me, a dominant energy that wants to dominate over people, right? So it wants to wound others. And since it wants to wound others, it has wounded the feminine energy, essentially. The wounded masculine that we live in primarily has wounded the feminine energy. And how, and let's talk about how that shows up because people, you know, like when I'm saying this and um, it might be kind of confusing, like, they're like, well, how does that show up? Like, what does that look like when, um, you know, in the world today? Like, what do we see to know that it's wounded? How, what's the proof that it's wounded, right? Um, so, so if you think about how the masculine showed up to, um, when it's wounded, it shows up as wanting to be power over someone else, like being power hungry, right? And wanting to dominate over someone else. Well, when the feminine is wounded, how it shows up is it actually wants to hurt, harm itself. Um, it's the opposite of the masculine, right? So, um, so this is um, how this is really common for people to understand is like um, women are like this, right? How they talk down about their bodies, right? They talk down about um, their looks, you know, like, oh, I'm so fat. Oh, I need to go on a diet. Um, and they and so they're self defecating. And and then we have negative self talk. So um, that's why you'll notice that usually in a um, abusive uh, like relationships and abusive situations, um, it is very rare to find um, the abuser to be a, a female, right? That does happen, but it's very rare just because that's not the norm, right? Um, because predominantly women, females, will have predominant feminine energy. And when feminine energy is wounded, right, the feminine energy ends up harming the self, not other people. So, um, so you, we will see, um, narcissists as women, but very, very rare. That is like a very, very extreme, um, rare case. So, um, most of the time how women are harming themselves are through their thoughts and through their, they internalize things, right? So they'll think negative things of themselves instead of lashing out on someone else, they'll lash out inwardly. Um, so the next way is uh, not tapping into their power, into their your intuition. So this is was a, a really common thing for a really long time. I feel like there's starting to be a shift on our planet where people are starting to tap in to the the unseen, right? And just knowing like um, having that intuition in yourself, like you know something before you can see physical proof in your external reality. We don't need... Um, proof or someone to tell us that they lied before you can just feel it in your gut like when you know right and when you give away your power like that when you say oh you know I can feel that this person's lying to me but I need physical proof like I'm not gonna um I'm not gonna say anything until they give me a physical proof in the reality that is give that's like your damaged feminine wound that's showing up and that you're not giving yourself the power to know and to trust that intuition and trust that gut feeling and to trust your spirituality because feminine energy is your um, spirituality side. So um, when you take away that power from yourself and you say that that doesn't exist, then um, you really are uh, wounding and it's a, a form of a wounded feminine energy within you whether you're a man or a woman. So um, next is someone who is like overworking, action-oriented, um, trying to force life ha to happen the way they want versus letting life just to flow evenly and being flexible. So a healthy feminine will just um, allow life to flow and um, have like kind of like we talked about in the first video, you know, um, it, there's peaks and valleys of the feminine energy, right? It's not consistent like the masculine energy. The masculine energy loves to just be even kill and kind of be really consistent. And that's just where the masculine energy lives. But on the other side of the token, because we're polar, you know, polar opposites, we're the polarity of the masculine and feminine, 
um, the feminine energy is more up and down, right? The peaks and valleys of, of energy and emotion. Um, and so trying to force life to happen and to say that it has to be a specific way. It has to be, that's not being flexible. That's not letting things flow. That's not um, being the same exact result all the time isn't really healthy for the feminine energy, right? So re relaxing into the flow of life is really important. Okay, um, the next one is being overly conscious of our physical bodies. So shaming the body. And this is one that women in general, right? I mean, I know men do this too, so I'm not just singling women out and saying that's the only people or the only humans on this planet that it happens to because I know it happens to um, men too. But predominantly women, we are awful about shaming ourselves and trying to, so like uh, this is a personal experience, right? Um, you know, body shapes go in and out of style, okay? It's a trend, just like pants, different styles of pants are a trend, right? And right now, um, and for the last, like, what, 10 years or close to 10 years, um, uh, the big butt thing is in style, right? It's like, you got to have a skinny waist and a big butt. And I know for personally for me, um, for a long time, I wasn't loving my body because I didn't have the perfect hourglass shape. And it was really, really unhealthy and really, um, it wasn't loving myself and it wasn't, um, you know, accepting me for who I was because I was always trying to conform to what the popular was, right? To what maybe the man in my life at the time wanted um, or the majority of people out there were saying was sexy instead of thinking, hey, you know what? Uh, my body, so bodies in general are beautiful. Like I think I could see beauty in all different shapes and sizes of bodies, right? Like we are now, um, ex ugh, why can't I say that? Accepting as a society that big, beautiful bodies are amazing and it's not something that we should like say that you know is, we should be ashamed of or hiding them away like beautiful um you know huge bodies are gorgeous and so that's another that's another one that I think our cultures and our societies are coming to terms with I mean there's still work to be done right um but I also I feel like that was one that we took a really long time and then there was just like this flop of like energy where people were like you know what it doesn't matter if you're 100 pounds or 200 pounds or 300 pounds or 400 pounds beauty is beauty and like I said you can find beauty in any body so um so make sure that like if you do hold um wounded energy there with the, your body take time to like love on that because I think it's really important do mirror work do whatever you have to do to heal that portion of you because um uh, I know for me it's been a really big journey and a really long journey and I think like that whole big butt thing probably affects a lot of people it's not just me um you know and for a long time like I would you know feel really low and negative of myself because my butt wasn't huge you know when I remember like finally one time I heard a, a song where in the song the rapper goes um uh tight little body and I remember being like oh my god yeah that's what I have is a tight little body like I look like I'm like fit and like I work out and that is like healthy and that's beautiful and and, you know, so is a big butt, like if someone has one, right? It, it doesn't mean that the other, the opposite is bad. It just means that your um, your body is beautiful too. And so find the beauty in your body. Like don't, don't let that be part of you be wounded. And don't let it be wounded by society, right? Don't let it be wounded. Maybe if you're in a relationship where they're actually not that healthy and they're telling you that the only thing that is beautiful is a big butt, then just know that that's first off abusive and second off, um, not true. And you can love yourself. You don't need an external person to love yourself, but then get a new relationship. Okay. Okay. Next. Um, so self-sacrificing. So if, so I used to be really bad at this too. Um, and this comes down to someone who is just like a people pleaser, um, someone who overgives, um, feels shame when they give themselves self-care. 
Um, I used to do this like nobody's business. I remember I used to put everybody in front of me, right? And I used to take care of everybody's needs. And um, now I'm recognizing that it was from codependency as a child. And then I just like took that on into adulthood. And then I just, you know, attracted people that would take advantage of me, right? Because who wouldn't want someone to constantly be doing everything, bending over backwards, doing all of everything for them, right? Um, and then leaving nothing for themselves. That's essentially what the self-sacrificing person does. Um, and just let me tell you that the way it ends, if you're like that, if you're a people pleaser and you do that for everyone, is that you end up like depleted and you end up feeling dead and you end up feeling like no one loves you because like I said, you're going to attract the people that want that, that want to, you know, um, take your energy. Essentially it's energy vampires that want to just suck your energy dry and suck everything that you have. And they're not going to pat you on the back. They're not going to be like, Oh, you're amazing. I love you. Thank you so much. Right? No, they're just going to take and expect you to give it to them. So if you are self-sacrificing and you're always giving and always and and never giving to yourself, not filling up your cup before you're filling up everybody else's cup, um, know that that's your wounded feminine energy, right? And how we heal that is by putting ourselves primary, right? Because there should be no one that comes prior or not prior. Yeah, there should be no one that comes before you. You need to become first, even with your children. I know that sounds crazy to some people, me that used to be um, a codependent people pleaser in the past, is that, you know, I, my whole life I thought that if I love someone, they should come before me, but it's not true. There's no way that you can take care of people. There's no way you can give 100% of yourself to other people. You have to give yourself so that you can give to other people, right? That's the only way to give to other people. Um, so you need to come first. Um, and, and another way to look at that is that you'll have lopsided relationships. So you'll have all these relationships where you do, 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 and you're the giver and you're the rescuer and everybody, um, is the taker, right? Everyone around you. And then it becomes like, really like for me personally, it like one day I woke up and I was like, kind of almost like sad. Like I was like, I realized like no one really like cared or really liked me that was around me. They were just there to suck. You know, they were just there to take, take, take. Cause I was their candy. Like I was always just like whatever they wanted, whatever they needed, wherever they wanted to go party, wherever they wanted to go do this. You know, I didn't care for my own needs. It was always for whatever they wanted. And so, um, so look at your relationships. If there's relationships that are lopsided, it's probably because you're um, self-sacrificing and it's not healthy. Um, yeah, and the way to take that back is to just put um, more emphasis and love into yourself and make yourself a priority um, and not feel bad when you need to take care of yourself. If you need, if there's something that, that you need or you want, that is a priority and that's essential. Okay, the next one is feeling of neediness. Um, so this one, so everyone has needs essentially, right? Um, and society teach, teaches us that this is like a negative thing, like taking care of ourselves is a bad thing, especially moms, especially the females for some reason, right? We teach in our society that they should work eight hours a day or more, right? Eight to 12 hours a day. Then they should come home and take care of the kids all, all the rest of the day and the husband. And then um, there should be no time left for themselves. And it's um, then they become like, I know for me personally, right? Um, then because like your needs, since you're like completely taking care of everybody else's stuff, then your needs are not taken care of. So then when something does happen, like that you really do need like to survive, right? Then you become really needy. And, and this neediness is really unattractive. Nobody, you know, nobody likes it. Not even your husband, not your kids, like nobody, right? Like it's just kind of, uh, it, it's, then it, then it feels like kind of like you're like a child that someone has to take care of. Um, and so if you were filling up your cup and not 
overextending yourself, overworking, over, you know, lending yourself to all these different places and areas, you would realize that, um, you can fulfill actually the things that you're needing, being so needy to everybody else. So I know for me personally, how this would show up is that, um, I would like overextend myself for every single person in my life, every single person. And then when it would come to like receiving, like receiving back. Right. And I wouldn't because these people didn't care. Like these people were like, they were energy vampires and they were like, Oh, spot me a million miles away. Like, Oh, this girl will do anything for me. Oh, how cool. Um, and so those type of people, when it came to giving back, right? Like, like I did all these things for you now, like I need, like, it's like my birthday or whatever it might be. Right. Like, um, they couldn't even show up for a birthday, you know? And it like made me realize like, Oh, so every year for like, 15 years, I showed up to your birthday. I made a priority. And one year I want to celebrate, like I never celebrate my birthday in one year. You can't. Right. And then it looked like to them, probably this like neediness of like, like I was like a child, like throwing a fit, like I want you to, you know, be there for my birthday. So, um, so just know that that's how need the neediness is the wounded feminine and, you know, like, like you can see, it's not healthy. It's not happy. And nobody wants, nobody wants to be needy and nobody, um, wants that's not attractive. Right. Okay. The next way it shows up is lack of self trust and being controlling. Um, because we don't believe that we will like manifest and create the best life for ourselves to live. Um, what ends up happening if like, we don't really believe that, like if we believe like, oh crap, like I really have to control the circumstances because, because life is not for me and my soul doesn't have my back. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so then you end up in like this endless loop of like feeling like, like I got to control people around me. I got to control what I look like. I got to control my perception. So, so that I can trust because I don't trust. I don't trust the world. I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself in the world, right? So let me control everything that I can control so that it will show up a specific way, right? That means like, um, you know, making people act a specific way that you need them to act instead of allowing them to be themselves, showing up as them, true, their true authentic selves. And I think... You know, I did that for many years in my relationship, right? Like, so there was a lot of unhealthy dynamics, but I think that that was one of the things that I didn't realize I was doing for so long was because I didn't trust, because our, our relationship didn't have trust, right? I didn't trust him because he wasn't being honest with me, but, and I could feel that, right? So to, to cover that up and to mask that, what I did was I controlled, right? Like I, I, played a really controlling wife, you know, where, where, um, you know, things had to be a specific way, right. In the relationship. And that's not really fair. Right. Um, I should have just allowed him to be who he needed to be. Um, and if he wasn't what I needed, then we could have just gone our separate ways. But, um, you know, I couldn't see it then because I couldn't see all of this information that I'm like sharing with you today. So that's why this information is like super duper important for everyone because like you could be doing something that's like detrimental to your life, right? And you could be completely asleep to it. Um, and like, that's not where my heart was. That's not where my mind would have been. If I would have known that that's actually what was playing out and what I was doing, I would have never done it. Cause that's not the type of person I am. That's not where my heart is, but I'm so thankful now that I know, right? Because I don't ever want to try to control someone. I want someone to like be them ultimately. And if we jive and if we are like, like happy with who we're both naturally being, then I love that. Right. But I don't want to try to say like, you have to be, cause, and that's what I was trying to do is like, I wanted a picture perfect life. I wanted like the the husband and the kids and the home and all these things. So to do that, I overworked myself and I required that, you know, like I chose that this person was my person. And so then he had to, for the rest of our lives, we had to be together. And, and, and so then he'd lie to me because he knew that I wouldn't accept the things that I 
that he wanted to actually do and wanted to be. And so, and, and, you know, um, so then it's just like a vicious cycle. So make sure you're not only trusting yourself, but that you're allowing others like, like release that control, right? And allow others to really truly be who they are. Um, and even if it's going to disappoint you, right? And like, that's really hard to say. And like, you know, um, even like this really comes down to not just people that you're dating or friends, but this comes down to even like your birth family too, right? So um, I know sometimes that we like, you know, blood is th thicker than water. And like, we want to like say that family has to be together forever. But um one of the things that I am living proof of is that like, you know, my birth family, I always felt really, I always felt really like out of place with them. I never felt like myself. I always felt like I, like I was like kind of like the black sheep, like someone just who didn't fit like a square peg in a round hole, you know? And we were always just fighting. Like I was always trying to fight to like be involved in stuff. And they were always trying to like hide to get away from me. And then one day I just was like, you know, why are we doing this? Like, like if you guys want to have Christmases without me, you know, like do it. Right. And when I finally made that decision and just like really allowed them to be who they are. And then to say to myself, I want to be with people who want to be with me. I want, I want people who are begging to spend time with me, not people that are trying to run away from me. Right. And, and I love myself that much. And I think that that is part of like, that self-trust that this is talking about, right? Of, of when you really let go of the control of like, of trying to make people want you or like you or, or be a specific way because you think they have to be in your life. And I think that's where so much dysfunction comes from with families, right? I really feel like there's a lot of dysfunction um, in families as I'm researching all of this self-love stuff. And it just really comes from the fact that we, we're trying, everybody's trying to control their outward environment, which means the people that are closest to them, which means oftentimes your family. So when we just like step back and say, I just want this. And if you're not that you're not a fit, then it's okay. Let's move on. Right. And sometimes that's really hard for people. Like I know for my sister, this has been like a really hard thing for her. Um, she doesn't understand it. It doesn't make sense to her. You know, like why, why would I just leave and why would it make me feel good to leave? Um, but it was that release of control of like requiring them to be in my life and for them to act a specific way. Cause it was clear that they didn't want to, you know, participate in a relationship the way that I needed um, to be. So, so I think that's really important because then you, once you like release that and you just allow people, people to be, and you don't have these stipulations. Um, I think that it like, sh it, you just either gravitate or you, re you repel each other. Right. And, um, in my case, my birth family, we repelled each other and that's okay. Like no hard feelings. Like I feel like honestly, it was the healthiest, the best decision that I've ever made in my life. Um, and I'm really happy now. Like I feel like a lot of peace where there was a lot of wounds. And so the reason why I share that story, um, is because I really feel like that's like part of this, like, um, you know, when you have a lack of self-trust in yourself, I think that you cling on and you control and you manipulate people needing them to be a specific way. And it just ends up, everybody just ends up harming each other and wounding each other. So release that control, let people to be who they are, give them space. Because even like, like, like this world, you know, like it seems like our lives are so like, it seems like a year is so long, right? But like a year goes by in like a blink of an eye. And maybe that's all you need is just a, a year or whatever to like, realize like what you really do want, you know, because when people are in your face, sometimes it's hard to recognize, like, do I really want them in my life? Right. But when you have that distance, right, I know that has happened for me, like when um, I lose people in my life or like we walk away and just for whatever reason, um, then I recognize of like how like much they did mean or how unhealthy they were or how healthy they were based off of that absence, because then how much I think about them, right? How much they're ingrained in everything that I do and my personality and all those things that like makes you recognize that. So it's never a bad thing, I think, to have that self-trust 
and have that trust in other people. It's not just about yourself, right? Because when you when you uh, trust yourself, it all starts there. But when you trust yourself, then that trust of other people can really come forth, and you can say like, okay, like like you might have messed up like a billion times, right? But I trust myself enough to to recognize and see those red flags now and to protect myself the way that I need to from you, right? And and that means that I can just give distance when I need to. And I think that that's a really a healthy place to be and really happy place to be. And like I said, it's like way easier from personal experience than that grasp, you know, like that, like clinging on to them and making them whatever I need them to be, right? And then not even getting it when you're trying to like control things so hard. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, so it shows up with like being co like, codependent, um, needing others to feel loved when that love should just come from right inside yourself. Um, there's this one author, oh gosh, I want to remember her name so bad right now, but her, uh, book is, um, Return to Home, I believe. And it's this beautiful, um, kind of like poetry dictation on, on, um, how she, you know, like, lost herself and like was put making building homes and other people essentially and that's essentially what people are doing when they're codependent right you're building your home in someone else in an external thing besides you and then when they leave they take that home with you and it's painful and it hurts and it's horrible but really it's returning to yourself yourself should be your home and that's where you should build your build your home so that no matter who enters and exits your life because not everybody's meant to stay the whole entire time right um, that when they do leave or when you have to say goodbye to them, um, that it, it's not so detrimental to, it's not so traumatic, right? Um, cause I know how traumatic that can be and how scary that can be and how painful that can be. Right. But just know that people are not possessions. Right. And that, um, this lifetime is really honestly, truly, um, it's like this, like, it's here to surprise you. It surprises the heck out of me all the time. And people come and go. And like, I'm, if there's one person on this planet that like wants to keep everyone, <laughs> like kind of almost like little trophies, because I, when I meet people, I fall in love with everybody. And I just think that they're so amazing and I never want to let them go. And there's just times where like people are seasonal, like they're not meant to stay the whole entire lifetime, you know? So just let that you know, a good, healthy feminine energy is to let things naturally unfold and flow naturally, right? Let people walk out and walk in. Okay, so then the next is um, passiveness, right? Not being able to um, speak up for yourself, um, say what you want, vocalize, communicate what you want. Having that uh, victim mindset that you're always the victim, it's everyone else. Um, you know, I struggled with that for a really long time. I kept hearing that, like, oh, you have a victim mindset. And I'm like, I was like, I don't look at myself as a victim. Like, what are they talking about? Like, what is going on? Um, but really, when you give away your power to say that, like, first off, that you're not, like, this powerful soul that's, like, attracting and repelling every single thing in your life, right? Uh, you're acting like a victim, Right. And, um, when you, when you, um, fill everybody else up and you leave nothing for yourself, you're creating a, a victim world for yourself. You're creating a victim environment. You're creating yourself to be a victim, you know, and it's just going to play out that way. So, um, but also there's like another piece to that, of an actual victim mindset of like, like really thinking that everyone's doing everything to you. So I can promise you this, that every single person on this planet is literally doing the best that they can in the situation they're given. And even though people are like freaking psycho, I'm not going to lie to you. I have met some psychos in this world. Um, but even, even though like the nastiest people, like you can tell, like they're just trying to freaking figure this life out just like everyone else, right? They're just doing it a way shittier job. And they're just, their energy is just so much more fucked up than yours. But you can't, like, that's the thing about life. It's like, there's got to be levels, right? And some people got to be at the really, really shitty level. You know, maybe that's like their, like, karmic debt that they have to pay in this lifetime. And that's what that is. And they have to push your buttons. Like, that's the purpose of them, right? So, so just know that. Um, someone who is inauthentic, right? Someone who is 
being a complete fake. They can't be real with you. They can't be honest with you. When you come to them with realness, they can give you a bunch of side of bullshit. Um, that is the the wounded feminine and uh, we need to heal that, right? We need to be authentic. We need to be vulnerable. We need to be honest with each other. We need to be there for one another. That's the healed feminine doing those things, not being fake and lying and cheating and stealing, okay? Um, being fearful, being shameful, being emotionally unbalanced, all of those things are how that wounded feminine is showing up, right? Um, okay, this is a huge one. So shame neg and negativity um, on sexuality and sensuality. Oh, sister, sister, or brother, brother. Oh my God. Let me tell you, our societies could not get worse in this area. I mean, I just don't see it being possible. Like, I feel like we shame women's bodies like no other. And then when a woman is in her power and her sexuality, what do we do but knock her down by saying, oh, she's too slutty looking. Oh, right. It's like, what the fuck do we want? Right. I'm, this is the first time I've cussed on the podcast, I think, but seriously, God dang it, you guys, what do we want? Right. Like she can't be, she can't be ugly, but if she's, or, you know, and she can't be like too covered up and too submissive, but if she's too freaking sexy, like, it's like, come on guys, what the heck do, does everybody want? It's stupid. So that needs to be curbed. That needs to be healed. Right. So when someone is shaming either themselves or someone else for healthy sexuality problem, that's the wounded feminine. And we got to stop that. Um, especially shame women to women that happens so often. Um, there's this one person that came into my life and one of the biggest gifts that she gave me when she walked into my life was she gave me lots of gifts, but she, one of the biggest gifts was that she, um, her sexuality was so gorgeous and she wasn't ashamed of it. Like how I was like, I, you know, had big breasts when I was young before I had my breast cancer. And I remember guys would always be staring at my boobs and talking about that. That was like the topic sometimes like at school of just Jesse's boobs, you know, they were so big. Right. And I was like a tiny little thing. And I remember I had so much shame because other women, other grown women were literally knocking me down, trying to make me feel guilty about my body, trying to make me feel like for some uh, way and reason that it was my fault that the guys were being turned on. I remember I was pulled into the principal, not principal's office, but like, what do you call that? Um, the counselor's office. I was pulled into the counselor's office all the time. And I remember one time it was the, the, um, this teacher, I had a male teacher who told the uh, counselor that I needed to be pulled out because he was having sexual thoughts about me and it was inappropriate. And because of the way I was dressing, literally I was dressing with like regular clothes, like anyone else. I was not provocative whatsoever. If you know me, you know that that's not like not my thing. Right. And it just like, that was like an experience I had the first one of the, not the first, but like a big one that I'll never forget where it was like I was being shamed for having sexuality on my body and it's not something that I could change you know and eventually you know obviously I had breast cancer which took my breast away but it was like that was an energetic probably thing that happened because of the shaming right because I was wounded constantly wounded by the masculine right but um about my body being sexual and sensual. And so we need to like embrace that. We need to like, we need to praise women's bodies and we need to like adore that, that sensual part of ourselves, right? Or of your partner, whichever it may be. Okay, next, allowing emotions to be bigger than you, taking over your experiences. So I used to be super guilty of this and um, I know that like, I felt, I would always feel like, I'd get into this fight or flight situation, right? Where it was like, like, so okay, um, panic attacks are an example of this, right? But like, I'd get into a fight with my spouse and, or my boyfriend at the time, right? And, um, I would feel like he didn't love me. And all of a sudden I would just feel this fight or flight. And it was just like, it was too overwhelming to the point where literally, I literally physically wanted to just run wherever I was like, and, and I felt like literally, it was like the worst 
loathing feeling in the whole entire world where I just wanted to like run and get as far away from him as I could possibly could. And, um, I, I think that there's a lot of people and a lot of people that I know that experience this where like they'll have panic attacks. They can't handle things. Like it just gets too overwhelming and that's not how life should be. Right. Like, like it shouldn't be that extreme, right? Nothing should be that extreme, right? Um, well, nothing like that I was dealing with should have been that extreme, but I think that it just, when you put too much onto yourself and you leave not enough of your love and your energy for yourself, that those things do feel so big, right? They feel so, like, they're so far from the truth to begin with that it just feels like the worst thing in the world, but it just feels too overwhelming. Um... So if your emotions are like taking over you and like making you make bad decisions and like um, like having panic attacks and things like that, like know that that is wounded feminine and there's it you're it's like you the inside of you is trying to like scream and reach out and like have you it's trying to point to something to heal, right? So anytime you have a negative emotion, right? Let's turn towards that emotion, right? That's how we should be dealing with this. Turn towards it and then recognize that when you when you turn towards it, you can soothe yourself from it, right? Like that maybe that's something that your parents and majority of people's parents didn't never taught you, right? So don't feel separated and different from the world because this is a world thing that we're dealing with. But since they couldn't, they weren't able because they weren't healthy enough, like this is your moment. Like you can do this yourself. Like you can turn to yourself when you are feeling so bad and you can say, babe, it's okay. You're okay. I promise you in this moment, it feels like you're not, but you're okay. And this is how we're going to deal with it. This is step one. Right now, we're just going to take a big deep breath. That's all we're going to focus on is our breathing. <sighs> okay. Once you get that down, once you've like step one, then you step two. Okay, what are our truths, right? And like, like now as an adult, I've reached out to a few friends that are healthy people, right? Healthy, loving people. And they do that for me in the moment. So if, if you, if you need a lifeline, like, right, then, then reach out to someone else. Um, and I know like I just recently did this with a girlfriend of mine. I called her up on the phone and, and I, I was telling her like my fear and like what I was feeling and like the, the move that I was like trying to make. And she was like, okay, look, baseline. First off, remember you're okay. This is a trans big transition. This is why you're feeling this way. Like, so accepting your emotions. Right. But then baseline, what is real about the situation? What's fake, right? Like this is your emotions, but this is what's real. And this is the reality of the situation. And this is what we, you got to get through. And so it was just like talking that way to yourself. Like you can provide that for yourself, but also we can provide it for each other, right? Healthy feminines to healthy feminines or um, recovering feminines to recovering feminines, right? Or even masculines to masculines. Come on. Um, okay. The next one plays the victim and ends up being the victim. Um, we already talked about that. So, um, the next one is the disease to please. Oh my gosh. So learning to say no is a big one for a lot of people. We say yes when we mean no, and then we turn into the victim, right? Then, yeah, then we think it's everybody else's fault and we resent them and like all these things. And you got to choose yourself first. You got to put up your boundaries to keep your peace. Whatever you need, everybody's going to be unique and different. Nobody's the same. So whatever you need, it's not wrong, right? Um, you got to stop trying to please other people. And you stop, like literally, I think we make the worst decisions when we're trying to please someone else. And sometimes we're trying to please someone else and we don't even know how to do that. And we're thinking we're doing something for someone else, but really it has not, like they don't even want it. So like, it's not something that actually pleased them. Um, so just know that. So you got to stop that, that nasty behavior because that's a wounded feminine. Please yourself. That's who you should be pleasing. Um, okay. So next step, right? So that's how it's showing up. Right. And that's really pretty clear that our societies live this way. I have yet to really, even when I find like people that have like the American dream or whatever, I really find that they are just as wounded, you know, they just hide it better or it just comes out in less noticeable ways, right? It's more masked over. It's, it's more discreet. Um, everybody's dealing with this stuff. 
right? So we, um, we, it's all our responsibility to heal this. And okay. So I'm going to tell you my, my theory, my theory on the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine. Okay. So this is how I feel like we're going to heal the, the world, right? Is this one guy was talking about the wounded masculine and he's talking about that we need to heal the wounded masculine, right? And then that magically the wounded feminine will just, and that, like a lot of people have said that too, then the, the wounded feminine will just heal on its own because it is like feminine is actually like, like creation, right? So like, I get what they're saying with that, but this is what I believe. And so then I was like, where does, where do I start personally? Do I heal my wounded masculine or do I start with wound, healing my wounded feminine? Like, which one do I do? Right. And since I'm a true feminine, right, that's what I came down to live as a female is that's my dominant um, and then obviously I have my masculine and it needs to be healed as well. But this is, this is the key people. This is my theory is that if you're a feminine, primary feminine, you need to heal your feminine. Okay. That means that you're going to become a healthy feminine energy that you intended to come down to. If you're a masculine energy and you came down with the intention to be a masculine energy, you need to heal your masculine energy. Now, if we're all working to heal our own, right? What's going to happen is when I become as a, f a female and an intended feminine energy primary, and it, if I come and I intend to heal that and I heal it, I'm going to attract a, um, because it naturally it just attracts a healed masculine energy. So the feminine energy that's healed right in me is going to attract a man that is healed masculine, okay? And then when we get together, right, what's gonna happen is we heal every single person around us. Like, like it's just natural for like it to be a domino effect. Like my healing heals everyone else, right? And, um, and so, but that's not it. That's not even the end, right? Because he's gonna have wounded feminine because that's just how the world is and I have wounded masculine. And the only way that those can heal is by the opposite being healed, right? The opposite being in my life. So the, I need a healed masculine to heal my wounded masculine. And he needs a healed feminine to heal his wounded feminine. So if I heal myself, I'll naturally attract and then he'll heal me and I'll heal him. Did you guys just love that? Okay, so it's a beautiful theory, and I'm sticking with it. You can't take it away from me. You can't steal it. I thought of it first. No, I'm just joking. It's the world's. Um, so go ahead and, and tell the world. That's what I'm telling you to do. But why would we want to heal this energy? Well, I think it's pretty obvious that, like, all the stuff I just talked about is pretty crummy, pretty crappy, and it leads to, like, the worst, like, feelings and negative stuff, and you want to have a happy life, and I want to, like... I want to be like the best me and I want to live the best life I have to offer. And I want to share that with someone and I want to like lift them up. I don't want to like be constantly worried about someone who's wounded too. And I'm wounding them and they're wounding me and we're wounding, wounding. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of doing that. I am ready to be the healed feminine and attract a healed masculine. And then we can heal the other like parts of ourselves, right? So beautiful. Okay, so the ways we can heal the feminine energy. So even if you're a man or a woman, if you're dominant feminine energy, this is your this is where your green light is. This is where we're gonna get to business essentially. Okay, first step you gotta do, and you can do this. It's super easy. This is the easiest out of all of them. Oh, you gotta feel it. Forgive your mom, right? I know, right? Our so why we have wounded feminine energy is because we had wounded moms, right? We have the mother wound, right? From these moms that were like not only jealous of us, they were messed up themselves. Like, I mean, we're living in a really messed up world, right? So, um, just know. Like you got to forgive your mom for that, right? Just know she's another soul on this planet doing her best that she could. And she did exactly what she needed to provide you with what you needed. But now that's a different story now, right? Now we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it differently for our kids. And so forgive her for her mistakes, right? That is a very powerful thing. And I know that people think that it's just something small. Even if like, even if you don't go to her and like say, mom, I'm forgiving you for all the shitty shit you shit on me with, right? Um, I don't know why I'm cussing so much at this podcast, but here we go. This is the real me people. Okay. So we're forgiving our moms. 
And just, you can do that energetically. You don't have to go to her, you know, physically, but forgive her, forgive her in your heart. It's important. Okay. Um, next love your body. Ooh, love your body. It's so good. Right. And I want you to do mirror work. If you haven't done mirror work, I should probably do a podcast on that too, because it has helped me tremendously. And if there's ever a time where I'm like feeling kind of low energy about myself or like I'm kind of like starting to do that age old, like look outside myself for validation instead of like going inward for that love. Right. I tell myself, get, get in front of the mirror. Right. And I go in front of the mirror. Literally, I'm not joking you. Sometimes I can spend like 10 to 20 to 30 minutes. I've done it before where I literally just look in the mirror and I like, like point out visually, or, you know, I could say it a lot of times I don't use my voice, but like I look at myself and I'm just like, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Like what a beautiful gift. Like, Oh, look at, you know, my skin. Oh, look at this, you know, just whatever I want to pick up, but you can do it without even, um, without even like believing the things at first, right? Don't say things that are so far big leaps that you're like kidding yourself and you're like laughing, but really take it serious and say, say things that are, that maybe you don't believe yet. And then if you do them enough in front of the mirror, you'll eventually believe them. So it's really cool. It's a really cool thing. Okay. And here's another uh, way you can love your body. Women touch your body. I know that as society and cultures, we raise women to think that, that you cannot touch yourself and that if you do, it's dirty, it's forbidden. It's like a, like a man thing. Like they can touch their bodies all they want, but we can't touch ours. I'm here to tell you women that was like, and I've known this from a really small child. Like I literally, when I heard that lie through society's voice, I was like, I don't know why we tell boys, but we, you know, like, but girls are a different story. Like that is so wrong. Women touch your bodies. You don't even have to like, like, don't do it the way a man does it. Like caress your body. Like, and that's not even to say like, it doesn't even have to turn into something sexual. Literally, like sometimes uh, one of the things that I do is I literally just spend time and I like rub my arms. It's kind of like giving yourself like a hug, right? you really like your body reacts to that. Your energy reacts to that. Love your body. Be sensual with your body. If you want to be sexual with your body, be sexual with your body. There is nothing wrong with it. And in fact, I always really believe, and I preach this, you should be, have, you should have good sex with yourself before you ever have sex with someone else. I really would love to do like sex ed for kids, for teenagers, because I really think that's super important. Like, how is somebody else supposed to just automatically know your body? You need to know your body. You need to be sensual with your body. Women touch your body. Okay. And we don't do it enough and we need to rub your body, touch your body, feel your body, take a mirror, look at all the crevices of your body. Do it. Okay. Um, I want you to remove, this is, this is an order, remove anyone from your social media who makes you feel bad about you. If they comment negatively on a picture where they think that you're showing too much skin, remove them. You don't need that. Again, that is the wounded feminine and wounded masculine trying to dominate um, the female body. And there should be none of it. If you want to show it, that's great. If you don't, if you don't feel comfortable showing it, that's okay too. Do what you feel comfortable, but don't ever let anyone degrade you because you are need to have the highest and most beautiful self-respect for yourself that no one can um, take away. Okay. Next spend time in nature. So a feminine, a good, healthy, feminine energy, um, booster is to be in nature because mother nature, right? Is feminine energy, everything in nature, creation, all that stuff. That's why, you know, go on hikes, um, be, you know, be out in the elements. Like sometimes getting stuck inside is like, it like defecates that part of yourself. We need to be outside. We need to be breathing the fresh air. Um, take a walk, turn off the electronics. It's super duper important. Um, next thing is to spend time with your creative side. So healthy feminine energy is very creative. Spend time drawing, spend time dancing, spend time, um, doing aimless activities. They talk about 
how like aimless activities like like an adult coloring book or whatever right like you're not doing it to like create this masterpiece at the end or show off your artwork right you're doing it just to literally like allow your body to to like release that energy and be creative and like let that flow build something create something sometimes like I bought this one time this sticker book um I bought it and it was funny because I was like oh I'm just gonna literally like create things like from I don't know what I'm gonna create but and I just started like putting things on page and kind of drawing around it and like it was just really freeing and it felt good and you need that like that the creative creative juices flowing is really important for um to heal the feminine energy be slow to anger and quick to kindness and um, this is like an age-old saying and I really feel like our feminine energy side when we're like in our right minds and when we're in the right space with that she's understanding right she's empathetic something that I want to work on something that's like super like important to me because as a child feeling like codependent and like just like having like the road that I did I felt out of control a lot so then it was like when something bad would happen I would freak right and I would rage and it's not healthy like it's not healthy for anyone around me it's not healthy for myself right because then I feel guilty afterwards and I feel bad about it so be slow to anger and I think that that is really important and because the in the inner you the true feminine she's all-knowing right she knows that that's only a moment in time and she can slow herself down and she can be quick to kindness and she can but for the right people not for the wrong people. Okay, next. Um, stop being a superwoman. So I was a super, super guilty person of this for many, many years. I've stopped. I'm so proud of myself. Um, this is like overachieving, overdoing, over anything. That's like wounded masculine um, energy right there. But stop it because when you are wounded, when you're playing into your wounded masculine, you're damaging your feminine, right? So to be a healthy feminine is you ask for help when you need it right you accept help when people offer it that was a hard one for me for a long time um let the masculine open the door for you and it's like beautiful things like that or let let him take care of you gosh darn it if he wants to let him do it right he wants to adore you he wants to take care of you let him do that okay um i know it's hard for us in that like roar women hear me roar woman thing right but um, believe me, I grew up with that. But it's like, it's not, it's not true and it's not realistic. And we need to like, we need to know that that's a wound when we're trying to overachieve and be above everybody else. Okay. Um, spend time with healthy feminines. That will promote um, the health within you. Um, I know that I feel so different when I spend time with women and especially healthy women. It's needed. We need each other. So do it. Go out there and find those women. And even if you guys aren't healthy right now, just try your best and just be there for each other. We need that. Um, put up boundaries to balance work and rest. So a healthy feminine, she is the rest, resting piece. So make sure to go ahead and um, take time to balance that. Take vacations. Take your vacation time. Take your sick time when you're sick, people. Um, set an end of work ritual so at the end of your day don't bring work into the rest of your evening right don't bring it in you know like have your place where you work turn it off at the end of the day have a ritual that you end some people take showers get into different clothes whatever you need to do end it especially from working from home I know that that can be a really big challenge so have that like ritual that this is what I do to shut it down I'm down I'm I'm mommy now or I'm myself and I get to relax or whatever it is right um, next, let your emotions run through you. Don't run away from them. Don't suppress them. Let them run through you. When you feel anger, take a breath and let it like just flow out, right? Because sometimes we just need to get that out. That doesn't mean like raging at everyone and like just pressing on it and pushing on it and, and making it bigger. It means just letting it flow, letting it come out to in a healthy way where we can like expel that and transmute it and just say like, I am upset for a reason. This is why, but I can deal with it. I can go through this. It's, it's that self-soothing that comes again. Don't suppress your feelings. They're trying to tell you something. When you're feeling negative emotion, it's trying to point you in the direction of something. 
because that needs to heal. So follow that, right? Okay, next, um, get in touch with your values um, and what your inner child is trying to ask for. So one thing that you can do, because I know inner child work is a big thing, right? Um, is schedule like one hour of time just for you um, where you won't be disturbed and then turn on some like incense, some calming music, some candles, whatever. Make a peaceful, welcoming setting for your inner child, right? And then call in your inner child, like have like this moment where you're like, hey, come sit with me, come talk with me if that's what we need to do. And then make a list with your inner child of um, the values and the things about your life. Like have that conversation and um, talk about where that your inner child wants to go with you, right? And when I asked my, recently I asked my inner child, like, okay, like, what do you want? And essentially she wanted like interdependence. Like she wanted like us to be able to depend on each other. And it's true. Like I want to be that mom for her, right? Like that I always needed that I never got as a child. And she wants to be loved and she wants to, you know, show me how to be a good mom to my kids and like, you know, like all those things. So take that time, make that list where you want to go in life with your inner child and that'll be really healing. So yeah, so that essentially was my how to's on how to do the feminine energy and bring it in and heal it. And I really, really hope that this information was helpful for you. I know that it's been it was a lot of information. This is probably the longest podcast I've ever created, but I think it's really, really important and really, really essential for us healing um, and getting back to us. So, all right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening and don't forget to love yourself. All right. Take care. Bye. Mm-hmm.